When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, love Melissa and Allison, but they are out of control. All she wants to do is go out and party and get drunk, and I don't even know what's going to happen with us if she doesn't change. Girls have so much potential. They're so bright, and they have so much talent. We hang out, we're young. Younger, I don't understand, you know, like I just always loved it. It's that feeling that, that you just can't describe and that you just never want to end. Sit down, please. They understand the situation. They are really concerned about your behavior over the last several months. You have no idea. No more blood. This is not. This is not. We can't help you until you come back. Give me my Merlot, my Pinot Grigio. Give me my Chandon. We mix the alcohol. Hello, hello. Oh my God, we're the millionaires. <laughs> What's <laughs> up? Summer billionaires. Bang, bangs check. Check your bangs. Yeah, what? tease those bangs up. Get that bow slightly askew. Get that uh, straightener out. And... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Get real straight. Yeah, just <laughs> get real straight. Yeah, we're real straight in this room. This is <laughs> off to a great start. Actually, this will be a great way to to segue into our into our guest who's here to talk with us about the millionaires mm-hmm. on on the show that we do where we discuss bad music. Except we might love the millionaires. And uh, what's the name of the show? What do we call it? Make it stop. Oh, that's right. Bad, bad music. music. Good times. Okay. Well, that <laughs> we tried. I just I get right into it and I forget to. Introduce who we are and what no, we're I think doing. I think it's part of the charm that like you never know when we're going to tell you the title <laughs> of the podcast or how. Yeah, just keep you guessing. Yeah, my name's Heather Mack. My name's Mike Dunn. And uh, with us today, um, we have the incredible Champagne, who is an eclectic drag performer currently residing in Boston, Mass. While originally from Boston, Champagne as a character was created in Baltimore while studying mechanical engineering at Johns Hopkins University and quickly became their artistic outlet. Their blend 
blend of comedic acts, experimental fashion pieces, and artistic experiments in makeup, as well as rocking facial hair in the process, make them stand out in the talented Boston drag scene. Performing for over five years, Champagne currently hosts the monthly genderqueer party Houseboy at Middlesex Lounge in Cambridge and can also be found as a regular performer at Hot Mess Sundays, at Candy Bar, and All-Star Mondays, a machine nightclub, among other parties around the city. Welcome, Champagne. Hi. To make it stop. And Sham, I so we asked you to be on the show um, today because I don't. So really, we just needed a fun guest for this show because I really wanted to talk about the fucking millionaires. I didn't know much about them until I read this really interesting article uh, that I'm sure we'll be referencing that Paper Magazine put out, really talking about how millionaires were proto Kesha and that Kesha really brought kind of took her whole. I don't know whether she did this intentionally or whether the fact that Dr. Luke apparently knew the the millionaires or whatever but kind of her personality seems to be pretty much derived from what the millionaires did and I know you're a massive Kesha fan I am I love Kesha so did you know anything about the millionaires I had never heard of them before but like listening to it it really is like Kesha right like it's just raunchier Kesha and that's saying something it really yeah. is. Yeah. What did you, okay, so what did you think about this, like, journey that you've gone um, on now? I want to perform so many of these songs now. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> I was I was thinking the entire time, oh like, every one of these would work so well for a lip sync. Absolutely. Yeah. Middle fingers in the air if your pussy's tight. You're yeah. going to do that yeah. song. Yeah. Like, it's happening. Know, you should do like it at a blow show. That's one of my favorite show. lines so far. Yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> it's, that's a bumper sticker. That's really? like a, that's like a, you know, a mall food court like, t-shirt if your slogan. Tight. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So, what about what about you, Mike Dunn? What was your uh, experience with the Millionaires? I only knew about Millionaires from researching Broken Side for you know our previous Broken Side episodes. Um, I had never heard them, um, but my understanding of them was that they were like a scene girl version of Broken Side. Yeah. Um, and what it ter- it turns out is that like they are much better <laughs> than <laughs> <Yeah>. Broken Side. <laughs> And uh, we'll have to parse out like why that truly is because on the face of it, there aren't as many differences as you would like to see. And in fact, they toured together. They did the Warp Tour together. Um, I was tickled by the story that they told of Broken Side being on stage and having a full water bottle of cum thrown at them. I, I wrote that same thing At down. one point. Which no, was- it wasn't thrown at them. Someone poured a bottle of cum on their like stage banner and ruined it. Wow. So they, didn't want- they couldn't even commit to throwing <laughs> I, f- I feel like for both of these acts, though, like that's on brand right. to just have everything covered in cum. I, I guess, yeah. But okay, so Broken Side is trash, and we've discussed it at length. But the millionaires kind of occupied this very weird, like, time the 2008, 2009 cultural zenith of, of epic trashiness. And like, I like think about what was happening at that time because you had like the Jersey Shore was super popular right and like Mm -hmm. you know a shot at love and like all that stuff and in fact they were on one of those um, fucking reality shows they were on Bad Girls Club at one point and they were doing all yeah Yeah, yeah. I love Bad Girls Club it's so trashy did you ever see them on I never saw that season so (laughs) like 2008 and 2009 were some of my trashiest times and so I'm kind of wondering why I was well that really was a peak too of like trash TV just yeah. like yeah. in general and like it was I remember like I love New York like oh my god like yeah crazy and like that sort of like era so it was really like a consumption sort of thing especially like with MySpace and then like that was 
MySpace like heyday right before Facebook started becoming big. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, they did get famous through MySpace. They were one of those acts who like, that is how they got their listeners. Right. Uh, that's how they got noticed. Um, and it was, it was kind of a golden age for like, if you just want to be in your bedroom, like yelling yeah. into a laptop speaker, like you could get famous, and, like somewhat famous off of that. Yeah. Well, especially and being, with the culture being what it was at the time. Right. And like glorifying being super wasted and like just taking every single loop that exists in GarageBand and stacking it on top of itself until you have 20 tracks and it's just a brick of sound. And it was seen <laughs> And then kids, you're screaming over it. <laughs> it was seen kids, like the late era scene kids. Yeah. The late 2000s scene kids, more than anyone else who was on MySpace yep. and like making that shit happen. But then weirdly, I mean, they were. Solo Sex might have been Sonic Sisters to the Millionaires <laughs> in some ways, right? That was when we started and we were just doing the same thing. Um, I'd like to give we Solo Sex a little, a little bit more, more credit, credit than but, that. But we were a messy, you know, yeah, we weren't going in that direction necessarily. But actually, speaking of messiness and, and tw- 2009 and, and a messy era of all of our lives, when I'm assuming that all of us imbibed in. in I, cons- hate, I hate you for this. And consumed this. I left this far behind for a reason. <laughs> You know, I have not drank this since 2009 for a good fucking reason. I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to say that I also, uh, you know, know that this is a bad decision. And I also haven't drank this in 10 years. But we are going to crack open a terrible time portal into our messy, messy youth. And we are going to drink some fucking four loco up in this bitch together. So let's... <laughs> Everybody hoist. Who okay. wants? We got watermelon. We got fruit punch, and we got green apple. It's all gonna be trash. It's all gonna be bad. Also, we have some smeared off vodka nips. I gravitate towards. Are they the, like vanilla vodka? Too? Oh, I didn't. A I peach. did a mango, a peach, and a pineapple. I'm a little bit fruity. Reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get fucked up. Um, okay, so we gotta crack it. We gotta do it. Go for it. Here we are. We're cracking them. Um, ooh, that was a spicy one, Sham. That was really good. You know me. I remember getting juice and four loco nightmares. Like if you drank two cans in one night, you got nightmares every time. You mean eight loco? <laughs> remember. I just remember when I was drinking it before, like, my whole body shaking. And yeah. this is, like, when it came out. And, like, because it's like, oh, my God, there's still more in this can. And it took forever to drink it. And and just like oh. the music where I was about to say, I don't think any of us have tasted it I yet, just took my first sip. We're going to have a lot of seizures tonight. Let's get fucked up. And here's, oh. <laughs> no, this is a good bit, Heather. Thanks for, you know. Here's the worst thanks part. Thanks for doing this visual bit in our audio medium. Here's the worst part about this is that, like, we're going to, we, like, have to front load this shit. Because, like, the only thing worse than, like, for loco is warm for loco. Uh, so we got to, like, we got to yeah. go for it. I will say it's a little bit better than I expected. Oh, mine is worse. <laughs> but I'm committed. So here mine we are. Mine tastes like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Oh, that's not the yeah, worst. So it's not. It's not We're bad. okay. So we won't maybe get seizures, but we will get diabetes. Because didn't they make it illegal to actually have the caffeine in it? Is that what happened? Yeah, I still have two cans <gasps> with the caffeine in oh it. I like save wow. them as a collector's I, thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Those are gonna be as valuable as bitcoins. I mean, I'm never. I'm never <laughs> so gonna like not. <laughs> it was like in that heyday, right when it, they announced they were removing them from like stores. I just bought. Like 
four of them, and I had two of them, oh and God. then saved the other two. Okay, I'm starting to feel like it's a numbing sensation almost in my like in my mouth. It's I feel like this is gonna cause like this is gonna heartburn. contribute to my yeah, the heartburn. Da- I, yeah, yeah, we're all gonna die. <laughs> I forgot the tums. All right, sorry guys. So okay, all right, let's talk about millionaires. Let's talk about the millionaires now that we're in the right state of mind. So what you're saying is millionaires like. <laughs> embodied this culture. Tapped moment. into a zenith yes. of problematic drinking, I guess. Is what <laughs> yes. is. And let's be real, we were all there. And and you had mentioned trashy TV. Intervention yep. was very popular. Oh, at the time. I love and, oh. and the best thing was being high off your ass and fucking watching intervention. Well yeah, the the clip you played at the beginning of the episode was yep. from a music video for one of the songs that's not on either of the albums we're doing today. Oh it's called Drinks on Drinks Me. Drinks on Me. So that's the thing is uh, that which is actually a parody of intervention yes. like as their music video. Yes. Where they're the ones getting an intervention. And it looks very real. <laughs> the beginning of it is very realistic. Yeah. And they're like actually like, no, I didn't leave you alone. I don't have a problem. And that like is what's happening. <laughs> Just like when we were doing like watching intervention and <laughs> having problematic relationships with substances, we were like, no, nah, it's funny. <laughs> um, anyway, we all turned out okay. <laughs> and the sure. millionaires kind of did. So we are going <laughs> to talk. <laughs> what a segue. Okay, so let's talk about what we're going to be reviewing today because Millionaires didn't ever actually come out with like a full LP until like way later on. They did the Tonight LP, but that was... Like, that was like 2013. Was, yeah, yeah. It was like five years after everything Yeah. Else. And we wanted to capture like what they were at their core, especially the first uh, album, which is Bling, 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 where they had the three members. I believe it's Allison, Melissa, and Danny. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we have Cash Only, which was there, I think, 2010. 2010 um, EP, where right after they had kind of, um, where Danny had left the band. Some of the songs on it still featured Danny. And a lot of the songs on it, they had actually inked a, a, a major label deal, yeah. which th- which they had to get dropped by the label because Danny left the group. Yeah. Danny, one of the three members, left the group because of like anxiety and depression. Yeah, from um, being like mercilessly mocked and like harassed. Yeah, on we tour didn't talk about and on that. Stage yeah. and like yeah, so that was something that they brought up in this um in this article that Paper did about just how like how much they were hated and and to be honest like the only thing i had known about the millionaires was how like terrible they were and how tra- you know what they they're really easy to mock and hate um especially cuz like crunkcore as a genre is an abomination but like um they got a lot of hate um on the internet and in real life and people were throwing things at them and people were just not used to what they were doing which yeah. was like sexually explicit like you know really in your face honestly pretty fucking punk rock if you really think about well, it but they were playing shows on like the warp tour with a whole bunch of other artists that but like like especially because it's females too exactly yes artists, because like it's usually males that would do something like that yeah so like the females having that platform and doing it and it's just like people judge that differently yeah 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 honestly like you know as someone who was like peripheral to it that whole scene of 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 pop punk and, and emo and screamo scene music was it was extremely male driven. Yeah. Lyrics were very misogynistic. Everything was about like failed relationships and how it was the women's fault. Right. And for them to come out and you know and and you know seen girls were there but they were like supposed to just be eye candy. Yeah, they were supposed to not talk. And for yeah. them to come out and be and be just be you know like holes. 
<laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and what were you saying off mic you were like the millionaires like whereas broken side was saying like i'm gonna f- <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, the, okay, so here's the difference between broken side and millionaires the broken side all the lyrics are about shoving cocks down throats and like millionaires is like yeah you put better your cock down my throat please <laughs> and then leave yeah <laughs> and then leave immediately <laughs> and if you're rich give me money bye <laughs> and so for them to come out and do this act you know a like not have guitars and b like just kind of like flaunt their sexuality and it is like in some sense like there were people who accused them of like degrading themselves but it's also like li- liberation well if you, you think know? about it 10 years later like we would laugh at that kind of antiquated thinking but yeah. in 2009 that yeah. was it was still considered like in 2008 it was still considered yeah very very shocking and like embarrassing you know and they kind of like they kind of flouted that and I think that's pretty badass yeah we might love the millionaires guys to be I think we do <laughs> this is a bad music podcast but <laughs> no well, it's okay. they are still considered bad I yes. mean by most people yes. they have like a on... 1.8 on rate your music yeah. they have a lot like if you even look at their YouTube channel like people you know the comments it's like oh my god I loved Melissa the best and then right under Underneath it is like this is cancer, and then like the other one, you know, <laughs> and, and and like you can see the how polarizing and how like controversial they were, and how much people love to hate on them. And you have to examine like why did they love hating them so much, and like why did it inspire such dramatic like hate um, and scorn from people, almost like performative scorn? Because I feel like maybe that hate came from like oh well we couldn't do that. Yeah, I think a lot of it, especially like that era being MySpace, it's kind of like everyone could kind of create their own thing and like get popular because of it so it's just kind of a jealousy like how come that's not us yeah. Right, and I they d- were really upfront about being like uh, talentless. They were like, "Yeah, we don't have talent, but we just got lucky." That's one of the song lyrics. On, I, I might have been on just, just got paid. Let's get laid, which we didn't listen to because it has mostly the same songs. But I still listened to that one song because I was kind of into it. And we also listened to Cash Only, which I think I already mentioned. But um, but yeah, like they said, like we're we don't have talent. We're just lucky. But your like guy still wants to fuck me or something like that. <laughs> like it was something like that where they know that they aren't necessarily like you know the most talented but they were able to make it big and shamelessly like capitalize on people's derision and their admiration well I do remember like you know I engaged in this to some extent yeah. because I do remember like sitting like smoking weed with friends and we would go on MySpace and like sort of just like find like some yeah. shitty oh shitty like act you know that's just someone with garage band like doing doing like emo electronic it was such a thing on myspace and we would just like jump around to different I remember. you know to their friends and just like hate on it just have like hate sessions uh, of like god because we thought we were edgy yeah but also because like a lot of it was really really <laughs> it bad was... like it's it is crazy to think that like millionaires is probably the cream of the crop of what was going on in myspace in the 2008 it's like them and lil b like that's yeah That was the best. Yeah. And let's be clear. Like, there's a lot to, there is definitely plenty to critique about the millionaires in terms of song structure. And, like, particularly their beats are, like, really bad most of the time. And, like, talent level, singing ability. Like, yeah. yeah, There's a case to be made. But I also just, like, there's something. But Snooki was famous. That's true. Okay. So is there anything else we need to get off our chest before we dive on in? Okay. Let's get fucked up. All right. So this is um, the first song off of Bling Bling Bling, which is I Like Money, appropriately. Spray and make it bigger. Hair so big, it's like a wig. Here to shut your top, it's loud, speed it up. It's my turn. 
being pretty charitable, I guess, like, so far and just talking about... Yeah, the setup this. was a little weird to go transition from that into this. We were very giving yes. in our uh, pregame here. This is a bad song. <laughs> it's a bad song, right? It's a bad song. We it's, can say it's it. It's bad. Okay, thank it's, you. Yeah, I... That's Champagne's definitive opinion. It's bad. (laughs) She said it here first. Yeah, like, okay, first of all, like, the weird flamenco guitar sample into the, like, bash your head in electro bass is, like, a little jarring and uncomfortable, to say the least. Like, this song smells like vomit in a fucking mall arcade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not, yeah, the this, this smell of this album is just like, it's like silly bands and hairspray. And like, summer breeze. Uh, I don't know about a summer breeze. This is a stagnant smell. I did watch it. It's unwashed. It's unwashed. It's unbothered. And it's unwashed. I did watch an, uh, watch an interview with them, a YouTube interview from a while back, where someone asked them, what's something you do every day? And they were like, douche. It's not healthy, ladies. <laughs> Let Mike Dunn tell you Let about tell your you how to take care of your of your down there's. Yeah. Dude, Summer's Eve would be a great drag slash wrestling name. Just, just out there. Is it already a drag name? I feel like I know some performer with that name. Is Summer's yeah. Eve? Yeah. They have to be. I right? think so. Yeah. Or a drag wrestler. That'd be even better. Yeah. Well, yeah. most drag queens are wrestlers too. And <laughs> like when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> and most wrestlers are drag queens when you they think really about are. it, right? Yeah. Like all the same. So okay. So the song is supposed to be about how they like money, yes. um, but they really don't talk about money at all. They talk about guys with septum rings and um, and just like fucking them, which is fine. Yeah. They talk about fucking guys a lot. Like that's pretty much all they talk about. That's the whole thing is they fuck a lot. This is they're not a player. They just fuck a lot. <laughs> And their players. <laughs> I like this. I like horny music. Like, I like the Teaches of Peaches. I mean, Peaches, yeah. Peaches is amazing. Peaches is my favorite. Yeah. Peaches is incredible. But let's take that apart. Sucking on my titties like you wanted me calling me. Yeah. All the Maybe time. Maybe it's like, Mommy, the music it. actually sounds good. Calling but me. But it's still, it's still <laughs> electro, like, fuck the pain away. But Heather, calling me all the time like Blondie is both a simile yeah, and like right, a reference right. to complex. A, a reference to music from like a previous decade, which okay. you don't get any of with no, the millionaires. They definitely like rhyme around with around <laughs> several times. I mean, my favorite line honestly was the your hair's so big it's like a wig. I, I was love- like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> um, I don't I don't hate it though. I don't hate this song. The beat is like cheap, good. but like effective. No, it's not. Okay, this is okay, because I have been around the garage band block. Okay, and I'm gonna tell <laughs> you that there are all of these preloaded loops in garage yeah. band, and this is all it is. They made like ten to fifteen tracks. I mean, that's how you start off with a flamenco guitar line. Like you're not you're not nobody's playing that in the studio. Like you're pulling that from the garage band built in loops and you're then layering all of them on top of each other and so they make a wall of assaulting sound. And that's like maybe Maybe kind of punk on some level if you like really twist your head around it, but like most mostly it's I baby's first garage band you know experience, sure. which maybe that's not punk calling, too. I don't know. I'm not calling it punk rock to be to be frank here. I kind I, of maybe. I'm not calling I like money punk rock. Okay, I'm not saying no. This one, yeah, no, yeah, but not this song, not very some anarchist. Of them, yeah. <laughs> um, but and it's also like the lyrics are bad. Like, yeah, none he, of the lyrics are. 
good. Mm, some of the hooks in the on the, especially okay. on the on the second album that we're gonna do, the second EP, a lot of the hooks are like very good. I would say. Yeah. This hook is weak. I I think this 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 and first again, album says nothing about money. Bling bling bling. Really. Um. There is like one line about it. But it's literally, I like money, bling, bling, that, bling. Yeah. Bling, bling, bling. I mean, yeah, the, the EP here is the first thing they released. And this one really does sound like it's just three girls like screaming into a, or like talking into well, a Well, that's a what it was. Microphone. So this was their first um, single. They this get, was, and they even said like they just recorded stuff in their bedroom, like yeah. on their yeah. laptop. While, dr- yeah. while drinking Smirnoff ice. I know, which actually. <laughs> which is what you should have gotten because this four loco is disgusting. <laughs> I know, we get a sip. Okay, everyone sip. And yeah, the lyrics are bad. The one lyric I wrote down just because I thought it was so asinine was, he's so hot in all those tats, especially in that L.A. hat. Yeah, because they're from L.A. They don't even mention the team. No, I mean. It could be, they all say L.A., all those hats. I, I do admire their like. And they're from like Los Alamitos or something too. They're not from L.A. Well, that's an L and an A. Oh, that is an L, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you have to admire their chutzpah, right? Like, they they do go for it. There's no holding back. I, it does sound like a little bit holding back on this first EP as compared to the second one we're going to listen to, when they're a little more polished and a little more confident. They do mm. sound a little nervous on these tracks. For, for ladies who were, you know, trying to exert this uh, idea that they're, like, these, like, super sexy... Confident, sex pot, yeah, you know, right. like yeah, domi- dominant ladies, like they sound a little it's hesitant almost at the mic. Like they're at like 90% instead of 100, yeah. and then they're at 100 on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, well, I think maybe they were a little too polished on the second. Oh, album. wow. All right. And maybe they lose a little bit of that edge. Okay. Really? But let's, you know, Ooh, it's okay. So, let's go on to the next song, I think, probably, right? Um, hey, Rich Boy. Yeah. <laughs> The Sugar Baby Anthem. Another really subtle, nuanced commentary on, um, you know, romantic relationships. So it's the same cadence as the last song I noticed. It is the same. Yeah. I personally, I hate it, but I like it. It's that auto tune, like where their voice just sounds like digitalized. Yeah. Well, that was where I started to iconic like sound from that time era too. For sure. Yeah, that was very my teenage dream ended. To be honest, if you think about it, just the like the the, Fair Abraham album. The Fair Abraham album. I don't know if you know anything about that sham, but it's a weird world to dive into. You do? I do. Oh my god. Yeah. So we reviewed that on an early, early episode of the show where we talked about (laughs) and and like honestly, I've come full circle on Farrah Abraham. Like I think that I think it was art. It's high art. I mean, I was high and it was art. If you want to be real about it, you could trace the lineage of this like super distorted, glitchy vocal styling to Charlie XKX or to, you know, even like Brooke Candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, and even stuff just that just came out just after this, like, yeah, like a G6 oh, was a yeah. huge hit. Like they totally jacked their whole shit. Right. And because if you think about it, most of the auto tune was coming from like male rap artists and not so much from like female 
male kind of like whatever you call this like punk yeah rap, well, Kesha did it pop yeah right and I don't know if I I think I kind of said this or alluded to it but like explicitly like the millionaires like do believe that Kesha stole their their entire style yeah. <laughs> the thing is you know that you got to give the millionaires credit for is that they were they came up with this shit all themselves. They, this was their whole thing. And Kesha, unfortunately, like kind of was yeah. controlled by Dr. Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke, who apparently knew these guys and were like allegedly even bragged about like, oh, yeah, like we kind of stole this identity for this. And it's happening again with, uh, you know, it's the same story with Poppy apparently oh, being. Yeah, a, with a, Mars Argo uh, and yeah. Titanic Sinclair and that whole fucking very weird story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's from Massachusetts and this guy, Titanic Sinclair, basically producer, abuser, weirdo, uh, like created these pop stars to like be intentionally artistically vague about like being his property basically mm-hmm. and then he like created a whole identity for them and there was an original one that he then like cast aside when he stopped like having a romantic relationship with them and then created Poppy yeah anyway yeah that sort of weird digitized sound that's like far away from human there's there's definitely some of that in here <laughs> I guess <laughs> here we are well I just mean you know someone who it's the same story of someone who comes up with this like unique persona themselves and then it gets co-opted by a producer for him to give to someone else who's maybe more marketable you know less seen she's she's blonde she's not uh, one of these scene girls it's not as you know it's not gonna be tied to this subculture that maybe is less marketable or Mm -hmm. more niche well it's also like in the sense of like create you're talking about like Kesha versus this yeah right where it's just like the scene scene kid or scene that like era was kind of ending too. Right. Yeah. So it would be trapped with that instead of like yeah. doing this like more polished thing with Kesha. Yeah. What exactly. did you think about scene culture? Were you a part of it or were you like? I did mean, you I mock shopped it? at I shopped at Hot Topic, yes. but I was like <clears throat> very afraid to. In the sense, yeah. like, I didn't want to be judged as, like, one of the, like, goth kids. Right. Even though I was, yeah. like, a super artsy, I was friends with all of them, too, so. It's hard to draw that line between just, like, queer and I guess I wear eyeliner like yeah. this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the same time where, like, straight dudes were calling themselves Metro, um, which was an interesting thing happening then. The thing, okay, so back to Hey Rich Boy, because <laughs> we've gone way <laughs> off board. Um, the thing is, is that, like, I wrote, thematically, it's like a hot girl summer, but emotionally it's like an 8-bit video game malfunctioning like it's very strange because it is a very like feminist like kind of hey rich boy like I only want your attention as long as you're paying me and like you know for the benefit of my time I'm expensive and you should be grateful to be near me yeah, it's a sugar. It's a sugar baby. Song. It's a sugar baby song, just like M- M- Megan The Stallion is like really fucking hitting that note. Um, but it it's not fun. Like it's not fun to listen to <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like like if it's, this was a back page ad, you'd be like, I'll pass. I'll pass. The beats are really painful. Like this beat is very painful. It's not great. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we move on? <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Let's take a hearty swig of our four loco and oh, we'll just. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. God. I'm like a third of the way through this thing now. I'm sick. Okay. So we're so going to. I'm starting to like it weirdly. All right. So this one is called Talk Shit. Haters, you're the ones who fucking made us. Shut your mouth, bro. Cut your tongue. Back down, bitch. You're fucking dumb.
<laughs> yes, monumental moment in the history of this show. An actual in the wild sun fucking lyric. <laughs> Can you tell the stoppies what happened to you this week, by the way? Yes. So stoppies, uh, I noticed. If you follow us on Twitter, Twitter, you know that I post a lot of lyrics. At make it stopcast. I post a lot of lyrics about fucking sons. That's our little. That was a little inside joke it's a we stupid had. Stupid inside joke. I and I posted lyrics. We're not pro incest. We to, are just laughing at the fact that Ki- Tom Brady kisses his son on the lips. That's, just, <laughs> that's, that's how the whole thing started. That's how the whole thing started as a joke. Somehow it turned from kissing your son into fucking your son. I didn't turn it there. Um, and so I posted the lyrics to uh, the Cheryl Crow song, but I made it, all I want to do is fuck my son. I got a feeling I'm not the only one. All I want to do is fuck my son and lick my son's come no, up no, on the Santa no. Monica Boulevard. No, I didn't. You, wait, you did this on our page? I tweeted this on our on our Make It Stop cast. Oh wait, God. I want to perform that. Like, so... Badly. So I, I tweeted that. I tweeted that months ago, and I saw the other day that someone liked and retweeted it, and it was at Wow Sun Incest, and I went and checked their page, and it was like oh. an actual incest fetishist, a dude who I think fucks his mom in real life. I'm not sure. Oh, At least wants to fuck no. his mom in real life, and I was like, no. uh, it happened. I should have seen this coming. Oh, your son come. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, time to move on to the next song. I don't know about move on to the next song, but it's definitely time to stop with the sun fucking jokes. Stop. I think I've we learned my lesson. We don't endorse this. We don't endorse it. We think I don't. I did not need to know that that part of Twitter existed. Oh, and uh, now we're inextricably linked. Yeah. Uh, now we're we're oh, Twitter. It's not good. It's not good. It's um, not good. Anyway, aside from that, I do want to give um, Millionaires a, sh- a shout out for having such short songs. I mean, oh my God! Yes. Like at this Blissful. point, of the album, like hell yeah, I'm three songs in already. Like this is yeah. this is not even as long as the last song in that Doors album we just did. Or the know? fucking Tool. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ugh. So shout out to them, you know. But it does also sound like this album was recorded in the amount of time it runs for. Like yes. they just knocked this thing out in 13 minutes, yep. and that was it. Um. So what do you guys think of this song? Like quality wise, lyric wise, lyric wise. I like the you hate us and our stupid lyrics, but deep down you love to hear it. Exactly, and that's yeah. true. Uh, it's and very, it's true. very fucking true. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like this like fucking fight song. This is just songs all just about like fuck you, bitch. It's a very aggressive, fuck you, cunt, fucking like and, and explicit too. A lot like just the lyrics. It's a lot of swears and a lot of like just like fuck, fuck, fuck. And we hate just, you. You're a stupid bitch. Literally say they're, they're shut up, cunt. I'll cut your tongue. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's some street shit. Well, just yeah, just like Broken Side. Don't they have like? <laughs> but it's funny to hear it with that like voice too. That's so like high pitched. Right. Yeah. Like oh okay. I'm gonna cut your tongue. But then yeah. I saw some of the clips from the Bad Girls Club, and yo, they look like they might cut a tongue or two yeah. to be be honest they weren't really backing down from a full-on fist fight yeah dude imagine just the scene girl with like big hair and like a gigantic bow and like you're yeah. like talking shit and then she just fucking pulls a razor blade dude, out of her she tongue has and buck 50s your face <laughs> this is a she horror movie that lose. needs to happen oh my god yes like a scene kid but they're a serial killer scene girls <laughs> slash your fucking tongue out I wish I was this cool I was just like genderless giving like flaccid handies and like <laughs> in high school like I wish I had the guts to fucking tease my hair and wear an ungodly amount of 
of eyeliner and yeah that's the other thing to mention is people. that they were all like 18 years old oh, at this yeah. point right like very young shout out to the million I, I don't know like at this this is the song where I started coming around a little bit and I was like you know what songs are short like they're very dumb this is very dumb music but like I'm <laughs> Picking up what they're putting down. Kind of. I mean, they have no, like, attention to actual song structure or, like, any, any, you know, it's just the same, like, relentless pounding hangover of, like, a beat and, like, lyrics that are just shouted yeah. but into I mean, the void. That was kind of the, I mean, everything was, like, you know, we're in, like, the trap-influenced pop era right now, but, like, everything was electro-influenced back in 2008. Yeah. If this came on at uh, Divas Lounge. Are you talking about Divas in Northampton? Yeah. R.I.P. Oh, God, that's a... Yeah. I had a lot of fun, messy ass 2009 times there, let me tell you. All right. Uh, shall we move on to what's the next one? Uh, I'm getting a little drunk on this four logo, yeah. guys. It's a bad. Scene. Oh, the next one is out. Al- oh, we didn't play In My Bed. You skipped a whole song. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go backwards then. Yeah. All right. So this is the previous song, In My Bed. Cool. <laughs> Let you take a little bite because I think you're out of sight. I want you in my bed. I want you in my bed. You heard what I said. That's not how I tend to roll. <laughs> this is a fucking laser tag arena blowjob. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know what to this say to is, that. I said this is slutty aqua. Yes. I can see that. I'm a slutty yeah. girl. <laughs> I also like that they deliver the line, I want you in, a, in my bed with like the same cadence as, I gotta have my pops. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely, I wrote, this is what happens when cheerleaders discover the glory of four loco clonopin cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. This is the, some four locoed out shit. Yeah. Maybe uh. that's why I'm feeling it so much now, you know? I'm on I'm on that level. We're getting on that level. Yeah. Uh, it just it smells like a neglected mall food court. <laughs> you were talking about how songs smell. I they smell you can smell it. Yeah. Watch like you that in smell my when you like walk by a, like Spencer's, like yeah. just the yeah, oh, that's, in like, a dead mall. You know the smell <laughs> I that know I'm talking exactly about. Exactly. Yeah, the it's smell. like uh, it's like incense. It smells like defeat. <laughs> yeah, it's like incense and like the inside of a lava lamp. That like burning, <laughs> like ri- wax. like baby's yeah. first dildo oh, smell. <laughs> Listen, we all got our first dildos and Spencer's gifts. Don't front. No, we all got our first <laughs> fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't making them when I was going to Spencer's Gift. I probably would have. If only. No, I was just getting chain wallets and like uh, black like light weed posters. Spit, with yeah. like the little Spitfire logo. <laughs> uh, you know what I was getting more than anything at Spencer's Gifts? It was fucking alien shit. Alien oh, yeah. I was so into aliens. I love it. Dude, Area 51 raid, what up? Whatever happened with it? I know that was this weekend. Yeah, they went there and they just kind of hung out. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't... that's what I, it was like Alien Fest or something. Yeah. yeah that's... They didn't so storm was, the gate. Yeah. I will have to say a good thing that came out of that was a news reporter and someone doing a Naruto run right behind him. Yes. That and was it was great. actually like a news clip. I was like, yep, okay, there That's we go. That's where we're at. Yep. That's 2019. That's I kind of wish we were in, two, well, not kind of, I wish we were in 2009. These were simpler times. I mean, there's pros and cons. <laughs> I think people are generally dressed better now. A lot of belts without a belt loop to be found. <laughs> yeah, just the belt. <laughs> 
I used to, when I was like, that was more like 2006, but I used to do like one diagonal belt on one side and then the, the other diagonal, diagonal yeah. belt. Mm-hmm. Like it would just like, like a you're Final not Fantasy holding character. anything. Yes. And then yeah. I would have like one of those like tiered ruffle skirts underneath and mm-hmm. then like a band shirt. Yeah. And that was like, and that I, was know my exactly look. Look. I know exactly the look that you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Talking yeah. About. And, and, and like, and the bang swoop. Yes. And fake pearls. Fake Oh my God, I had the fake pearls. I had the fake pearls. Yeah, it's all about the fake pearls. My favorite line in this song is, I know you want my junk. <laughs> it's poetic. You don't hear that used a lot. I really like the line, I want you in my bed. Bed. Like, that's a literal, I'm like. <laughs> so, shall we move on? I, I get, well, we're yeah, going to there's on. not like a lot in there's this not, song. There's not, there's like, not. Well, These aren't much? complex, they're two minutes long. I know you talked about how you hate the beats, but like. The beats are bad. I kind of like them. They bad. I kind of like them. They get good on the second album. They're way better on the second album, but these ones, like. These are not good. The whole I'm sorry. reason okay, that I'm... you enjoy them, it's very nostalgic. And that's like the part. So you're getting that nostalgia, like, enjoyment out of it. Because I feel the same way. Yeah. But I'm like, it is actually bad. Like, <laughs> like okay, let me just play some of the beat. Let's just objectively listen to this real quick. You heard what I said? I want you in my bed. I don't know. That beat reminds me of playing like an NES game. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say it's like Mario Kart. Yeah, I was going to say that or like DuckTales. Like, it just reminds me of the moon level. Oh my God. It's very like... Is the moon level the one that's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that, yeah. I don't know. I look. I know it's bad, like objectively, but I don't know. It is. We I, can't be too kind because there are going to be some genuinely good songs that we're going to talk about, and this is not one of them. So let's move well, I on. I feel like a. I feel like a band like Carol Carol Benito like takes these same sort of right. sounds yeah. and right. like arranges them in like a more professional and like well structured way. But like the sounds are still enjoyable in their own weird way. I don't. They're know. enjoyable, but I feel like the beats don't match the lyrics. No, on the this beats. One. The beats are accidental. That's <laughs> yeah. that's it, 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 the entire thing. It, there's nothing intentional about this which kind of makes it brilliant in some level and that's what I think kind of maybe makes it more punk than uh, than otherwise because it, it was almost accidental that they did this I mean they they admitted to just shouting over garage band and like hoping for the best and then becoming wildly popular to the point where they sold out every fucking show on their just got paid let's get laid tour like that's pretty shocking yeah. for a MySpace band so like that's cool you can admi- you can admire that on some level Level, but like what you can't say is that beat is good. It's just not good. It's not. And it's. I'm fine. not saying the beat is good. I'm saying I kind of enjoy it. That it there's like a difference. Works. There's a difference. You know, like Farrah Abraham's album is not good, but I kind of enjoy it. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. Let me tell you about a song that is a certified fucking bop. Fucking banger. Such a banger. And that is this next one that we're gonna hear, which is one of their most uh, infamous. So uh, let's listen to fucking alcohol. You're so on for loco right now. say first uh cheers because yes. this is the proper song to do yes this. how much do we have left guys not enough i like think him. i'm almost done i'm like halfway through 
I'm yeah, I'm like halfway. I'm on. I'm on. Oh, <laughs> you can hear it. Wow, oh. bitch. Uh oh, dude, you're going back. Let's get fucked up. You're regressing back to. <laughs> Also, I want to say that while we were listening to that, we were all like bopping. Bopping hard. Hard. The song rules. This is one of the better songs I've ever heard on this show. I mean, it's stupid. It's simple. It's very It's a party song, though. That's the thing. But it's fun. How good is that hook? That's like some jungle love shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I had the song stuck in my head for months after I first started looking into this album. Yeah, when you sent me the info and I started listening to it, I was like, this is constantly in my head now. Like, anytime I hear Aka, let's get fucked up. Like, yeah. And it it, sh- it makes you channel your trashiest self like instantly. It's just like a it, it, again. It's like a, a portal. But I feel like this song in particular was very like Kesha. Yeah, this is where they got it from. Well, it's all it's because it's so much better than the other. But songs it's that like speak singing. And I just can't believe how much I like a song that has the line like "We don't care, we'll take off our underwear." underwear. And, it, and honestly, great. That's liberation. <laughs> the reference to white Zinfandel. I was just like, Oh my god! Oh yeah, all the dudes uh, here are drinking ale while we drink white Zinfandel. Yeah. Wait, Zinfandel. <laughs> Zinfandel. Um, I think they reference Goldschlager too, which is like the only thing that you drink when you're eighteen. But, yeah, That's that the thing. A, this is reminding thing. me of that time where it's just right. like, oh, I'm going to get like a bottle of wine and I had no idea what type of wine to get. So I get like white Zen because it yep. was like yeah. easy to drink. Right. Definitely that like freshman year of college. This like, is that yeah. Smirnoff ice identity. Drinking in the woods. Like, oh my yeah. God. Yes. yes. Drinking in the woods. Where did you, where did you grow up? I grew Shan? up in Wakefield. Yep. So, so you drank in some woods. Yeah. The woods in Greenwood. It was those football parties and like, oh. yeah. We drank in the woods. Um, I, I drank on the train tracks in Acton, Massachusetts. And the whole point was to get fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. I would drink literally anything. Yeah. Like it, w- it was a messy ass time. And like it does transport you, doesn't it? Was it was that Rubinoff era, yeah. Oh, in Somerville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Somerville Yikes. makes all the shittiest alcohol. Wait, Where, really? Yeah, they yeah, make Rubinoff, they make Rubinoff Mr. Boston. How about rhyming whiskey with pussy? You gotta love Amazing. that. Amazing. You gotta love that. Amazing. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. I just love that like pause before it. I okay. I love the vibe that they, okay. So they have the line: "Go ahead, buy me a drink. You won't get laid," which is some nice like 2008 fin dom that I'm totally here for. And then I like the vibe that they cultivate of being much more interested with each other and with taking advantage of men than they are of actually trying to get boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. Like, you know, this song smells like one of those pucker drinks <laughs> that are covered in dust at That's the liquor exactly store. That's exactly what my Four loco tastes like, by the <laughs> yes. way. Yeah, it's, it's musty, it's foul, it's regrettable, and it's a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is big pucker's energy. Um, let's talk about the 2008 scene style. This is, because this um, alcohol had a video. It was their first video. They released it on MySpace. It's a terrible video. It's very bad. It was clearly recorded like off on of a, a laptop. laptop. Yeah, yeah, right. They're like holding the laptop, looking <laughs> at themselves. If you watch the video, it's like that's literally what they're doing. It's true. You can only see like them from the shoulders up. <laughs> And and uh, and like you can't see their arms because their arms are holding the laptop. They've got like a Slim Tim DJ <laughs> dude. Oh oh DJ Hyphy Crunk. DJ Hyphy Crunk. <laughs> yeah, that's is, right. Is on deck. I see what you're saying because someone's arm is always like forward. Yeah, yeah. The they're video. literally looking. They're like selfieing it with a full laptop, which honestly that takes I mean, some serious strength. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forearm strength. 
<laughs> I'm impressed. But I um, feel like that era, especially, was like that's what everyone was doing, right? Mm-hmm. They and it didn't need to be polished, and that was the whole point. Whereas they were unpolished, and like at that point, like having a camera built into your laptop was like pretty new. And yeah, stuff. Like, right. This was the beginning of like well, webcams. Yeah, this right. is like a throwback. But there was this, uh, website. This is pre-smartphone, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was, is Razor um, era. Daily Booth, and it's literally wow. Booth because it's Photo Booth on a Mac. So, like, that's how much yeah. the influence of it. And it was like you would take selfies and just post them. It was like before, like Instagram was really a thing. And yeah, like, there were so many vests and so many scarves. I was rocking a lot of scarves. I was doing the scarf, t-shirt, blazer. Why? I thought it was cool. It was cool. That's the crazy thing is that it was cool. What? At that point in time, that was more like 2006, but like. I think in 08, I was doing bandanas and some scarves. It was just scarves. some dangerously deep lowriders and some fucking, like, seven scarves. That yeah. was the entire wardrobe of 2008. <laughs> um, the scene wardrobe, though, you were asking about, like, I was not in, I was not a scene kid, but I right. was adjacent to that. I hung out with a lot of scene kids. Same. And, like. Same. You know, I thought it was whack, but, like, also, I thought it was kind of cool. Exactly, but I we could like, never admit it, right? I, yeah. I couldn't admit it. I was like, it, it was, was... so true, because we were punks, and punks, like... Well, it is... wasn't cool to admit it, either. Right, yeah. right. Shows how cool we were. Yeah. Trash the press p- just mislabeled it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and that was actually a big thing that they talked about in this article, and in general, was just that, like, nobody knew what to do with them. Like, they were kind of their own genre and their own movement, and, like, they would get billed, like, overseas with these punks and like get booked on Warped Tour and stuff when really this was a whole new genre and I would call it trash pop. Yeah, they kind of got screwed. And they dug deep. They created this whole thing of trash pop. It was a little moment. It had a little moment. It was a little moment. But I think they could have been a part of it and they were kind of left out of it. Shut out of it, right. Because no one knew what to do with them so they would put them on tour with... Uh, Broken Side. With Broken Side and like, or put them on Warp Tour, all guitar bands with audiences that were very hostile to them to the point of like, like in this interview. Actually pushing out one of the members. Yeah. And this YouTube interview I was telling you about that I watched with them, and this was after Danny had already left the group. They, they're like, oh, we, we really don't care about the haters and stuff. Like that's, that's whatever. But it's when the, when dudes actually get physically violent. Like, oh my God. And he's like, wait a minute, wait, that, that happens? They're like, that happens all the time. What? Like, so angry at them for existing, existing that they would, like, throw full beer cans at them. And, and it sucks that, like, they couldn't just, you know, enjoy themselves in the right. way, you know, because they were shoehorned into this genre because of the way they because looked. Because they were blatantly sexual, because they were blatantly, like, talking about, like, using men. And then they were billed on these on these punk lineups that, to be honest, we're are super misogynistic. Super misogynistic, yeah. super yeah. macho, or like a we weird, a weird version this. of macho, like a fake, yeah. a, a, fake a, sensitive, a fake sensitive a macho. Like, and, and the way that millionaires were treated just exposed how fucking false that <sighs> like posturing was. It's so true. Ah, I'm almost done with my four loco guys. We have a whole other repeat to do. We now. really gotta get into it. We should probably. Why don't we take a break? Well, let's take a break and listen to some words from our, you know, sponsors or whatever. Yeah, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So yeah. this was like, I think this, Bling 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 was self-released and then they did, like, I think there was like a small label or something that put out the second EP, which had the same songs with a couple extra songs added. It was supposed to build hype for their full length that never came out because Danny left. And so this yep. next EP, which released in 2010, Cash I think only. was, I think some of the songs on this were pulled from the recordings for their full length that got shelved. Like all the tracks that have Danny on them were supposed to be part of their debut full length album, like on a major label. This should have been what made them blow up. Right. Uh, and then, you know. And that do didn't... we know, like, was Kesha out at this time? Was this still this was, pre-Kesha? Yes, this is post-Kesha. Post-Kesha. Yep, Kesha's album dropped, I believe, 2009, fall right? of 2009, yes. Jam, okay. did you always love Kesha Were you, um, from the very beginning? At first, I was embarrassed to like Kesha, and then I really, like, came out, and I was like, fuck, I love Kesha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, you came out as... <laughs> well, no, when, after I came out. Oh, you were yeah. like, okay, okay, now that you've all like, dealt with this, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land gonna another live blow. My truth. <laughs> <laughs> live my truth. In hindsight, I think what I hated more than Kesha, though, was, uh, like, the Simpsons episode with the intro that where they where Lisa did TikTok. Oh, my God. Um, and, like, I just blamed Kesha for that unfairly, so I'm sorry, Free Kesha. Kesha. It was the Simpsons' Kesha. fault. It wasn't Hashtag. you. Um. Okay, so let's get into Cash Only and the first song off that album, which is Party Like a Millionaire, which has a music video that is um, fucking wild. This music video is <laughs> fucked up. It's actually fucked. We'll, we'll talk about it. We definitely will. They have come so far. Uh, this song rules. Yeah. Uh, this song rules. I love this song. Na, 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 what a hook. Mess I, with me. Like, I really want to perform this song. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This would be a perfect lip sync song. This is like a very, like, Friday night machine pool room. Yep, yep. Like, just being stupid. I'm there. Like, yeah. 
I am there. It's one of those songs in the back pocket. Yeah. Middle yeah. finger in the air if your pussy's tight. That's how I want to end, like enter a room forever until I die. <laughs> God. Dude, also I get like K-pop vibes from this song. Ooh, okay. Um, I can see that a yeah. little bit, yeah. Like I, I really, this reminds me of something by like two anyone. Like okay, I could see that. Yeah, right. That cadence actually hasn't changed from the first um, album, but the beats have, and, and it has hooks, gotten, and the hooks the are beats, way yeah. better. They learn yeah. to sing. They learn to sing. They're um, singing the. They hooks. are singing. They're trying. I think they're trying to distinguish them, themselves. Um, and I will say that they definitely distinguish themselves by making um, a very scary music video. Dude. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot. This we're music gonna... video, like, okay, so like it's shit. Like shit goes from like cute girls going on a fun casino hotel date to like all of a sudden we're doing fat lines of unidentified drugs with a zombie. And like, there's syringes it, on a table. I, it's, there's it's syringes so scary. in the background. And it's 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 it's, it's, it's dark. At this point, when they filmed the video, it was just uh, Melissa and Ashley. I'll, Allison. Allison. Uh, Danny had left the group. Um, I think it's just them on the song, too. Danny didn't record yeah. this with them. But it's them, too, and then fucking these sketchy old men. Old men. Old shirtless men oh, with gray hair. With scary and they, faces. And they're at the Roosevelt Hotel, like, going from room to room doing drugs. Like, maybe you have a problem. And <laughs> they go into this room, and there's a guy tied up being beat up. Yeah. And they just go and, like, leave him in the hallway. This party seems unsafe. <laughs> it's super unsafe. I'm concerned. There's, like, we've all been to a party like this at some point where everyone smokes butts inside and there's, like, a broken uh, light bulb on the way to the bathroom and someone in no shoes steps in the shards and is wasted yeah. and tracks blood everywhere and it's just like, hee hee, I'm fine. That was me last night. <laughs> <laughs> is it too real? But it's too real. I after party. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no, we've all been to that party, right? Yeah. Like, it's, and it's a scary one. And I think it kind of rules they did that in the music video. Um, like, that's, no, I think that's a cool choice to like be like all right yeah so like to show the dark side of what they're well, what they're singing about and it's still glamorizing it I mean, it does it turn did it, not look glamorous in that video it was weird yeah it was they, very weird they, okay, okay, i want to hear from sham they were trying to glamorize it, it and i feel like it just made it weirder yes i'm watching it right now that's right? why i'm like okay they also look very cutesy compared to like scene kids in this one i feel like yeah which adds to I the creepiness it, yes, it adds yeah. to the creepiness like it's it's like they've like it's, it turns into, like, a full-on porn shoot at the yes. end, which is fine, except that, like, again, the whole message is, like, hey, let's party. We're partying like a millionaire. Well, what does that mean? It turns out it's, like, doing, like, sketchy, like, unidentified drugs in a hotel that you're but you surrounded by creepy, skeezy old people. Like, I like, don't think... I totally prefer what they did in this music video to, like, just a generic, like... To alcohol? Yeah, to, to some, some... This compared to, like, them, like, at a rooftop, very, like... Like safe imagery like the imagery here is like very dark but the lyrics do not match that I know and I think that's imagery. cool you don't is think that's that cool? cool I think you're trying really hard to excuse some really scary behavior I mean some of the stuff in it makes sense it's like smashing bottles doing lines popping pills and getting high yeah, yeah. right right yeah. Right, which makes you think about, okay, so where the t- was their mental yeah, state in right. this time where one of their members had literally left because of mental health issues, because of being harassed and abused yeah. on tour, and then the two sisters 
um, decided, okay, well, we're going to, like, double down and we're going to release this shit and we're going to be the millionaires no matter what. And, like, past the scene girl prime and kind of, like, occupying this weird artistic space. And, again, you have to wonder, okay, how much of this is intentional? How much of it was trying to be glamorously trashy versus, like, actually scary like an intervention episode? Because it feels like that. I think they intentionally made the music video scary. Um, and I really? applaud them for it. Yeah, totally, totally. Because this is the shit type of shit, popping pills and doing lines and, and, and uh, you know, like glamorizing drug use like that uh, is something that, you know, has been done in pop music and, and you know, No, this was a, a next time. level shit. This isn't like wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. This is not that. It's the same lyrics, but no. they're showing a, they're showing the other side of it, which Kesha's, I think is this cool. This is the party versus Kesha waking up in the morning. That's yeah. literally the difference. Yeah. It's like this is at the party, like showing what actually is behind it. Meanwhile, Kesha's right. is the morning after. And do you think it was like intentional? Like this is a stylistic choice to be like. I think it's like. How the, can you not think it yeah. was with the old men in the video? Okay, like, come I'm, on. No, oh no. Gosh, I, re- yeah, I really think that where it was done on purpose to say like this is ours, especially this is after Kesha right. made a premiere. So it's just like, we're, no, no, no. We were doing this first. This is what it's and really we're, like. And it's yeah. grosser. Yeah. And it's gross than you could have ever imagined like yeah. that's maybe okay yeah. because I think honestly if they weren't I doing it on some... purpose that is so sad yeah know, if they dude. were like this is cool and this is like they Mike they I have... don't know dude because I'm gonna <laughs> tell you dude I've had some like there's some stories I'll never reveal on this podcast that are like uncomfortably bad trashy that's not fun and like they came very close to like replicating some of that shit in yeah. this video and I'm like okay this is like this is not casual this is like you know brush my teeth with a bottle of jack you know this is like okay we're doing lines and lines and lines in a hotel room and, and filming like, a porno with old with shirtless old oh, men, men with tattoos while someone gets tortured yeah that just got very heavy <laughs> i know it really did it really did but it again it makes From me think like of this. my teenage dream ended where it was all about her the father of her child like dying Right. And like that shit was super dark. And then she was turning it into this weird electro clash, like freak out glitch music and how intentional it was or not. It was scary. (laughs) And that's how I feel about this. Yeah, no, it's definitely scary. But it's like, I don't know. I just appreciate lifting that veil, you know, peeling off that veneer and showing like this is what's really going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're doing lines every night, like, this is this where you're going to end up. It's not going to feel good. It is going to feel good, well, but it's also going to be scary. In the long term. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting segue into the next song. Oh, yeah. The next song is the is most like, bubblegum shit they've ever done. Ever done. There's not a single swear in this song. Yeah. It's very PG-13 comparatively. So let's listen to it. And actually, this song is almost, this is an excellent pop song. Oh, my This is God. something I could hear. Yes. This is a Carly Rae Jeff Epson song, basically. That's I, what it is. So I listen to these albums for the podcast. I usually listen to everything once or twice. I actually listen to a few songs a little more than that, just because it's... Uh, it was good. All, all combined, like, it's 30 minutes. This, it's because we liked it. <laughs> I listened to Stay the Night, like, five times, because I love it. It, it. it is a really good song. Danny is on the song, too. This was going to be the lead single on their debut album. Okay, so let's listen to it. This is Stay the Night by Millionaires. You're blowing up my phone and I know that you're looking right If I let you walk me home, you know I'll let you stay the night Touch me up and touch me down Shut your mouth, don't make a sound Got my lipstick on your collar You can bet your bottom dollar you a 
fucking bop. It's so good. It's so good. It's, a, it's like that, like, Southern California, just like, it reminds me very, like, almost like Katy Perry. I was like, just about summer, to say. Like, very California summer bop on the beach. Girls, you're yeah. undeniable, like, just but stupid actually trash, good. Like, pop. Yeah. But, like, not even trash pop, but like that, like you said, bubblegum yeah. pop. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, this is a straight up pop song for sure. There's there's nothing really I was over here listening, it. just like lip syncing, like, yeah. It was and good. I, I really think if this was like the type of shit they would have made for their debut full length, like if they had the full backing of a label and a songwriting team, I think that they could have blown up for sure because Absolutely. this is this is great. If they hadn't broken up like right at the yeah. at the you know zenith of their cultural re- relevancy. Well, they didn't break up. Like the sisters kept going. So that's yeah. the other thing that we didn't mention is that uh, the two two, two, of them were sisters. two of them were sisters. Yeah. So after Danny left, the sisters kept going, but they lost the support of the label. Um, they had to kind of keep doing it on their own and like, you know, it just right. kind of fizzled out. Uh, but I think if this they is, had that support system, like, damn, this like, song, this is, song so is so good. good. It's so good. It's definitely the glamorous of the millionaires roster. Yeah. Glamorous, glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put this up there with that anything. I mean, I will have to say they did spell alcohol in alcohol. <laughs> I mean, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, it is. So this is the thing. I wrote, like, it's almost Carly Ray cute, which almost makes me a little suspicious of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. objectively better than the agro-mechanical seizure music that they used to make, but it's almost too sanitized. And, like, that's what made me think, like, okay, do I prefer this? I, I think I do, because it, it really is an excellently crafted pop song. Um, but I also like my Millionaire's dirty and, like, rough yeah. around the I feel the like that's the appeal, though, of Millionaire's, right. is that dirty, gritty Exactly. This is thing. not... And this is not this, like, yeah, this seems very Kylie Ray or, right. like, just, like, generic. And I kind of like that gritty aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you to some extent. Like, I do think, like, part of, like, a Millionaire, the previous song, has, yeah. like, these bubblegum elements, but, like, they don't lose any of that Millionaire's... Sluttiness. Skis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't fault them for trying to make a crossover song that could be played on the radio because none of these other songs could be played on the radio, you know what Right, I mean? which I then mean, makes you question those other songs. But go on. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, some of the lyrics, like, I think it could be on the radio, but it's just, like, a little bit dirtier still. Yeah. Yes. But it's still very... It's PG-13. Yes. It is, but they still, like, they're doing it in, like, a, uh, a cheeky way where... It's still it's like, like secretly so it can like yeah. like a kid. It's still can a song about it. a one night stand. It's, it's, it's one of those pop songs where a kid can sing it and not know what they actually right. mean. Like we grew yeah. up with, where it's just like exactly yeah. Especially right. that part where she's like, "All I want to taste is your lips." Yeah, right, yeah. right, exactly. It's very cheeky double entendre, where like almost every other song is just is definitely just one entendre. <laughs> like yeah. there's no yeah. there's no like hidden messages. Yeah. There's no nuance. There's no like subtlety. It's but just like, that, like I want to suck your cock, or like you better let me suck your cock and then pay me for the benefit of doing uh, so. <laughs> then like I'm gonna suck your cock and then get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my house. If you get some breakfast, then you know you're a lucky guy or whatever that fucking lyric is yeah. in this one. Is that feminism? Okay. <laughs> but I think what really makes this more of a pop song is that like, stay the night, stay, stay the, the night, night, where that's very repetitive. Ba, ba, like, ba, 
na na, stay the night. Yeah. It's such a. It's catchy. It's very catchy. It it's very def- catchy. I think it's by far my favorite song of theirs. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, "Part Like a Millionaire" is my favorite, but this is number two. Like, I really. <laughs> I this... still have "Let's Get Fucked Up" stuck in my head. So yeah. alcohol is those probably three. my like. <laughs> those are the three <laughs> serious bobs. Okay, so let's um. Why don't we move on to this next song, which is "Prom Dress." Get me off like a prom dress tonight. Let's do it. I think that's a good line. It really is. Get me off like a prom dress. That's like that's like that could be a a t shirt. I will say this song in particular reminded me a lot of like Jeffree Star. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well apparently they were were, tight with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They torn together. I don't know. I think the lyric I can see your wee wee. No, no, no. They delivered like I can see your your wee. I know it's it's pitch shifted in a way that like I I, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> no, this one I would say the verses are pretty bad, but I do think it's a good hook. I think they pull it together for the hook. Okay, one dollar bill for the thrill down that roller coaster hill. These kids would kill for this life, this life full of speed and the weed. Emo kids cut and bleed, but we like to party, getting drunk off the Bacardi. <laughs> From okay. your parents' liquor stash. Yeah. <laughs> Emo yep. kids cut and bleed. Yeah. Damn, calling him out. It's very like Euro trash, Euro dance through and through. The BPMs and and the the weird clav organ synth lines. Yeah, but I gotta say, I I still I I appreciate this hook. They they really pulled it together for some amazing hooks on on this second EP. It's true. There's at least a a, a recognition of, of basic song structure, and the, again, the beats are far less egregious. Yeah. What do you think, Sham? Sorry, I'm just reading the lyrics. No, that's like, fine. <laughs> Are you ready for dessert? Keep it coming up my skirt. Show me banana split. Just keep licking on that shit. Okay, wait. Let's. let's <laughs> that's. That's okay. That, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> no, no. We need to. We need to break this down anatomically. Just like we were talking about, like uh, Fergie with with London Bridge. Yeah, yeah when oh, we were trying London to figure my yeah. London Bridge is yeah. gonna go. Is that your pussy? Is it your butt? Is it your what? What part of you is, yeah, what is coming up my skirt, I guess. Like, you're but not, it's like coming, like, coming. like come, not yeah. like. Right. Yeah. Show she's me on, banana split, top. just keep licking on that shit. So is she receiving cunnilingus? So his head is coming up her skirt. Uh-huh. And then I think she's saying, right? like, show me banana split. It sounds like she's sucking someone off. So 69 position. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to figure the fuck shit out. Like, I'm just the trying logistics to... logistics are a little bit the, off. They're yeah. a little off. What's the banana split? I would imagine the banana split is referring to a penis, and the, the split, I guess, sometimes on a banana split, you get some marshmallow on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whipped cream. Or is it the nuts? <laughs> we don't know. We. I guess you don't need to be so specific. The point is, is that they have sex. Did you know they yeah. have sex? And this is what makes me start to think about Broken Side, where they're like protesting too much. Like they're talking too much about having sex to the point where it's like, are you really? <laughs> well, and then yeah. at least the next one, it's like her getting eaten out. 
Is it? It's like no, or it's let's just hit no commitment. Great. Get down on your knees. Ah. Okay. Okay. I so guess. like, yeah. yeah. Presumably, it's got that same raunchiness of broken side, but it's it doesn't have that like fuck you bitch insecurity of broken yeah, side. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's I, the, true. These, the, you know, it's just it's just more fun. It makes sex seem more fun and and like with less of like a less of like a power structure, you know, that you get with yeah. broken side. Crunk core, I feel like, was so male and had that element of like power dynamics to it. And abuse. Yeah, let's just call abuse. it what it is. It's abuse. <laughs> where broke uh, where millionaires is like yeah like this is fun we're having a good time but this is where i start to get you know complicated with that analysis is that like were they having a good time at this point one of their members had literally left because of the abuse that was hurled on her like in person at shows and like online um was it really that fun or were they kind of like masking that like darkness and that vulnerability with like let's fucking get fucked up and let's fuck everyone and banana split yeah i think it ended up not being what they wanted it to to be but I think like the attitude they were trying to convey in the music is like the fantasy of like partying and fucking and it's just like no strings attached right it's emphasis just, being that it's a fantasy yeah Sorry. unfortunately but I'm but you know kudos to them for like at pretending least, yeah for presenting that world as a possibility you know what I mean okay but I see, I see what you're saying. We're like, they were not having the best time. No, they weren't. They were, I mean, and that, and do you blame them for that? Or do you blame the society around them? I blame the patriarchy. Them? Right. But then you wonder about how, like, maybe this could have been more powerful and more impactful if they actually took on some of that, you know, some of those yeah. narratives, like actually right. like talked about it. Like, you know, they kind of do, they talk, but they mostly talk about it in the form of girls and their jealousy. And they do a lot yeah. of kind of like these bitches, these fucking hoes that are not like us. And we're like the cool girls. And it makes you wonder like why they weren't aiming because it's more like tearing at the- down other women. Exactly. And, and yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They, uh, they do like service level, you know, talk about like dominating men whether financially or sexually whatever it might be but they don't they don't really tear down norms that much it is still like you know i mean they are still um playing into a narrative of like oh women are just sluts like but they're like yeah they're like reclaiming it in a sense but then it's also like reinforcing just this like one-dimensional narrative you're right how women exist yeah in the world well you know as the resident woman here i have to (laughs) to plug in some no (laughs) you're right cranky feminism every once in a while where it's like well yeah is this fully liberated but there was one of them where they talk about like you know fuck this fat bitch this fat cunt you know oh i didn't know that yeah know that and it's like all right um, why tear down someone from your own team essentially exactly like, yeah. it was a lot of kind of like we're not like the other girls you know a lot of that kind of performative yeah, yeah. i know from reading the paper article that they had a song too where they totally dissed danny who for yeah. leaving the group yep yep but they didn't release it and they, they said, said it was, it was too mean yeah because it was called not everyone can be a millionaire mm. and danny left because of abuse that was hurled at her That's from really like sad. yeah so um let's get fucked up Right. Um, I will just let everybody know that I am done with my four loco and I'm I ready. Am as well. I'm ready like, to 
I'm pass still working on, on mine. To Smirnoff. Um, mine is two percent alcohol more than you. All right. Yeah, okay. mine is twelve percent. All right. So yeah. I'm gonna take the pineapple Smirnoff. You'll take the mango. I think we should save the vodka the shots for um, the very end. For the end, when okay. we do our summation. All right. Well, let's move on to the next song then. One thing. One line that I relate to is I've been filling up my piggy bank and that's it that's all I want to say <laughs> done <laughs> sign <sealed>. delivered <laughs> alright so this is um, this is take your shirt off Take your shirt off and just, just run your hair like, like a helicopter. No Carolina. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shout out to P.D. Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to your boy. That was an um, old nick- Oh, that's an old nickname of mine because my actual <laughs> name is Peter. And then people used to call me P.D. Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> and I bet you take your shirt off and uh, twist and it around your never. head. Almost <laughs> never. No. <laughs> you could have like a sickening reveal to this song, you know, when they first say take your shirt off and you take you the could. shirt off into another shirt. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. It's one of those where it's just like a reveal from one shirt into another shirt into another <laughs> shirt. It's, yeah. I love that. I don't really like this song. No. But I, no, I don't either. <laughs> I do think this is the weakest on the second EP. Yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate that the entire point of the song, the whole thing is just, just like, dude, you're hot. Take your shirt off. Like, yeah, you know? what are you yeah. doing wearing clothes? What are you doing wearing <laughs> And we can all relate. It's like yeah. a gender swapped, put them on the glass. <laughs> I will say this reminds me the most of their first album. Right. Yeah. They shout out to Stunner Shades. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I was just like, wow, that was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment. Um, I had Stunner Shades. They rhyme. I had some fake Dolce & Gabbana oh Stunner God. Shades that I got from Canal Street in Uh-oh, New York. Oh, no. wow. Remember those? Ba- vaguely. Yeah. Um, they rhyme around with around on this song and probably a few others. It's This is the point where I'm like, okay, this is grading. <laughs> like, this is like middle school, like carnival music. Like, yeah. And, and the lyric, make my bubble pop, makes me wonder what? What? <laughs> like, that sounds messy. Like, is your love a cyst? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, want your fluid popping all over me. What's not what's that happening? fluid? <laughs> if it's a bottle full of cum, we'll take it. <laughs> That's a lot of cum. That is a lot of okay. Yeah, let's go back to the minds of those people yeah, who poured their the cum over poured the banner. Cum. How did they collect a that was full a lot of water cum. bottle like, full of cum? That's that, a significant yeah. amount of cum. They all okay. All of those friends were all jacking off together, but it wasn't gay. Yo, you think you think it was like a group of people? Oh yeah, you had to. Together? How are you gonna? Make... Or was it just one sick individual who had been saving this cum like for the like sour, eight years? Curdled cum. Oh. <laughs> like no, dude. No. No. <laughs> just no. no. <laughs> that is something like as someone who comes, like <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I also like... come. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who comes, you know. Don't make us. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Who comes, come. Uh, 
I mean, it's something that I, I did use. Drink. I did use to think about as a high schooler, and Alicia Allen, our friend Alicia, posted about this recently. Oh my god! Where she found out that like you know some dude she knew had collected cum. Uh, what? And like was it, she posted like how many guys actually do this? What? And I never actually did it, but I did like think about it. What? I will like, say, I've what also if I had a stockpile yeah. of cum that I could prank someone with? You know what, what? I mean? What? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it before. As like, well. Because, like, if you really hate someone, okay, like, what was to the pour... experiment? Well, I, was, like... I, I feel like it was in high school. I was like, you know, this someone who was bullying me, I was like, what if I, like, poured cum in their locker? Oh you know? <laughs> I, like, thought about it. As, oh. It's what just was something your reasoning? Is, my re- it's just like the thought, like, you know, when you get very high and you think about really random ass shit, like, I yeah, guess. it was one of those, like, I yeah. Guess. I never did it. I yeah, think it, same. I think it takes I was a lot like, to actually yeah. do it, but I think it is something. It was one of those things also, like, when you're thinking about things sexually and then it's like, for example, when you're on Pornhub and you just go down that Pornhub hole mm-hmm. and you're like... Figuratively and literally. Um, <laughs> and then you get to that point where it's just kind of like, what am I even watching anymore? Like, what is going I never, okay, I'm kind of into this, but not. Like, it's that weird, like, sexual just, like, thinking about things. Yeah. Wow. I feel like it's something that maybe you think about if you, the first time you ever see a Bukaki video where you're like, that's yeah. a lot of cum. It's like, something like that, too. How yeah. much of that could fit in a bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will have to say there is there. <laughs> like if we just collected all of that, oh, how much how much would it be it is as hard a collective? To cope with this. <laughs> Aren't we Should a we go music back to podcast? Some fucking songs or <laughs> or cum collection? Like it's a fucking endangered resource. Like, dude, there's so much cum in the world. You'll f- figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. You know. <sighs> I just have these deep ass thoughts, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I am speaking fucking of some horrified. deep ass thoughts. Um... <laughs> okay. What do we say to that? Uh, did you have any other words, Champagne? Because I don't fucking have any fucking other words. Someone did it though. Someone for real. Like I don't know if it was multiple sources or one guy, but they had enough come to pour to ruin. They definitely to had... ruin a, a stage banner. Well, oh, that's what I was gonna say. The thing is, they actually do make lube that looks very realistically like cum. Oh. So it could have been. Shout like out to it like so we that. can have them sponsor us. Um, I think they sold it on Fort Trough. So that sponsor website. us. <laughs> I don't think they will. No, they won't. We are looking for advertisers. Yeah, so desperately. If you make fake cum lube. Get at we're us. Available. Oh my god! All I right. love a good derailing. We're fully derailed. Okay, we are derailed, and we're at the end of our four locos, and we have one Smirnoff uh, nip to drink, and we have one last song to listen to. So why don't we take our last shot, and then we will um, discuss Microphone by Millionaires. Wait, we're taking the Smirnoff now? We're doing it right now. Oh, God. (sighs) (laughs) A full nip. You know they don't call these nips in other parts of the country. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. airplane bottles in Chicago. My friends from uh, Toronto and or he's from Canada. They call them roadies there. Roadies because you, oh, you, you drink them on, the road. them on. You drink and drive. Yeah, because yeah. you drink and drive. I drank. I found this out. We went to Chicago for Riot Fest last weekend, and um, we were trying to get some nips to sneak into the show because it's so expensive to buy booze at a music festival. And we went to the liquor store, and they were like.
like, oh, you mean airplane bottles? Well, we are not allowed to sell those within the city limits unless they're in a gift pack. And the only gift packs that we have available are gift packs of Malort, which if those of you... Oh, that's a Chicago <laughs> favorite. It's a Chicago favorite. For those of you who don't know about Malort, it is um, a notoriously noxious yeah, fucking... It's gross. It is really intentionally terrible, although I think we've developed a taste for it. It's weird. That's why I drank that, too much Malort. We drank a lot of Malort actually. I, so in, I've in never Chicago. had Malort, but I know about it. But it's yeah. kind of like Fernet in that same sense where it's yeah, just like but like something uh, that's like really yeah. It's Fernet not good, is so you, much like, better. It, it yeah. really no, is. No, it really is. It tastes. Yeah. I found the video of you, Mike Dunn, having Malort for the first time when we had looked up like what Malort was supposed to taste like, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, it's supposed to taste like nail nail polish remover." Uh, but it just is like nail polish. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this now is I what I was drinking that. warm at a music festival last weekend. So it was hot. Honestly, it was hot. It was I kept hot. it in my pocket and it got like hot, and, like boiling. And that's why 2019 is basically 2009, except we know better now and I don't care. We know better and we're still trash. Here we are. All right. So cheers, everybody, with our Smirnoff nibs. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry, guys, but we're doing it. Ready? Uh. Let's go. You know, I the, couldn't even do the whole thing, but just that <laughs> guggling noise. <laughs> I could not. It's it was fine. okay. <laughs> it was it's fine. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Okay, we're going to play it. It's Chase Microphone there. by Millionaires. Let's go. Sing along to all your songs. You, you, you on stage. Let's engage. You know I love it. Now I gotta touch it. You know how much I love it. Now I really want to touch it. So after the show. Microphone's a dick. <laughs> the microphone's a penis. Oh yes. <laughs> Let me touch your microphone. <laughs> I'm pretty much done yeah. with millionaires at this point. But like I do like I do think like they kind of front loaded the C P. Yeah. But they front loaded with such good songs that like I still have enough leftover goodwill at this point because the songs are so short. It's like, even though Microphone, like, by itself is a pretty shit song. It's bad. I'm yeah, still, it's bad. like... It's bad. It's bad. I can't, like, really I, hate I it I don't mind much. the beat, but it is very, like you said, like, DDR. But, I mean, their whole aesthetic is, like, the yeah. vomit next to the DDR machine right. at an arcade. Yeah. Like, that's their aesthetic. Like, when you are 15 and you take too much Robitussin and you're and at you the just... Burlington Mall and you're shoplifting <laughs> and I was going to say Salem Willows, but yes. But same. <laughs> but same mood. Same. Yeah. That was my, yeah, that happened. <laughs> and then you puke not in the toilet, but the sink of the mall bathroom. <sighs> yeah. And then I, you go to Sarku, Japan to yeah. try and sop up the. No, to get all the free samples, oh you just God. keep on walking by. Yeah. And yes, I remember that racket. 
I remember the walking by Sarku Japan six times racket. Just this is when you're yeah. crying by the toilet seat. Eating the seat. chicken on the toothpick. And then get food poisoning from that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I feel it. The bile is rising in my throat as we speak about it. It is such a mood. That's the four loco. Yeah, I was about it's, to say that's the four loco. And the fucking <laughs> and peach the, vodka. And, yeah. We did a bad thing. <laughs> Listen, we really just wanted but, to get in character. Uh, we, it's fine. But you know what? It was so fucking fun, you guys. Holy shit. I've had such a blast. Like, I don't think we have much to say about microphones. So I think at yeah. this point, it's time to look retroactively on the past hour and a half of our lives and question why. Why did we do this what what is the point what is the goal um and the way that we quantify our uh you know the emptiness of our existence is by is by judging this album on a scale of zero to negative five so we're gonna do this as an aggregate between the two albums yeah, we're, we're gonna assign it one everything. score for both yeah. eps absolutely okay. yep um so on the show our guest gets to choose what that quantifier is yeah. so from zero to negative five of something zero and, zero being true neutral zero being true neutral five, negative, negative five, five being, being the worst, the worst, the worst. of the worst um and what do you think we should judge it as what's what's our quantifier it's just kind of like maybe the level of trash that it is (laughs) as like a song but like i don't know how to let's think about like um let's crystallize a trashy thing and have it be zero to negative five of that thing zero to negative five Four Locos? Yeah, I was about to say something related to alcohol where it's just like, oh, okay, zero could be like that top shelf alcohol and mm-hmm. then negative five could be that like root. Oh, yeah. Okay. So zero- I feel like that's good for this. So zero yeah. to negative five drinks you drank as a teenager. Yes. <laughs> and we could say Four Locos because that's probably true, right? Yeah, and I think Four Locos sums this up. Four I Loco think so, too. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's very appropriate. I can start. Go right ahead. Look, millionaires, like, I get it. I get that they're, like, bad, okay? <laughs> but they're just doing their thing, man. They're just doing their thing. And I really think, I know we're, we're doing an aggregate between the two the two EPs. I do have to break it down, you know, one by one, because I do think the first EP kind of sucks aside from the song alcohol which i think is like brilliant brilliant i think it's brilliant it really is it's an anthem and you know looking at the first ep it is the same kind of cadence in every song it is a lot of the same ideas being expressed every song is about fucking they don't have great hooks on it um the first ep i would say is like a negative 2.5 for locos the Second EP, I think, is, like, so well executed. I think it's really, like, among the best shit we've heard on the show, really, if you break it down. Like, I guess my main thing is, when looking at the second EP, we've had some albums on this show that are, like, high-concept failures. Yeah. Like Kid Cudi's album, which, (laughs) you know, a lot of work went into that, and it was just an abject failure, like um, Speed and Bullet to Heaven. I think that the second album is a low concept success. Wow. I think it, I think there's not a lot of thought that went into what they were saying yeah. or any any of that, mm-hmm. but I think that it completely hits the mark on just we're going to do an album that is dumb as hell about getting drunk and fucking and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Um do we celebrate that? Do we do I give them a great score for, you know, for executing so well on such a simple concept? Um, uh, not such a simple concept, but on such a low concept. A low concept, yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think I do. I think that, th- <laughs> I think the second EP 
truly to me is a true neutral. It's like a zero. Wow. I, I think those first two songs okay. on the second EP are so good. I don't think I can give Millionaires as an aggregate. I think if I'm being honest with myself and with the level of enjoyment I got from this compared to what I generally get from a fucking Make It Stop album. Yeah. Like, just even thinking back to the last episode We've been we did broken. on The Doors. We've been you know, broken. And how horrific it was yeah. to listen to that last song. How unfun. On The Doors album, the fucking racist, like, Ugh. Chinese song. Oh, yeah. This is so much more fun. I'm giving this a negative 1.5 okay. for Locos. That's what they deserve and that's what they're getting (sighs) okay (laughs) here's the thing i don't fully disagree with you there mike i really i when the bar is set so low it's so easy to surpass it and so i don't know how that like factors into like the scientific very highly scientific rankings that we give music on this show (laughs) because it's like if you never promised anything should you be held accountable to it uh it's complicated the first album is mostly terrible but i admire their audacity and their like shamelessness and their delivery is is out of control i mean they don't give a shit whether they're good or not and that's why all of this kind of seems futile to begin with but there's some bad bad beats on that first album and the entire album is completely the same exact cadence and very very overly simplified like kind of slutty nursery rhyme style delivery um and the second album has stay the night which is excellent the first album has alcohol which is excellent and those are kind of the only like excellent songs that i can I can actually attribute to this band. You don't like Party Like a Millionaire? I think it's a fucking mess. I love Party Like a Millionaire. That's my favorite of of all the songs. I don't think it's my favorite, but I really did like it. Yeah, so, okay, maybe Party Like a Millionaire, even though it made me feel uncomfortable. I think it's because you're thinking of the video. The video, I am, yeah. yeah. And you're tying the two together. You're you're probably right. Okay, so then it's not good music, but I like it. Am I rating them or am I rating myself? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give them a negative 2.5. I feel like they have some very redeeming moments where... And like they're at least committed to the bit, which I will really appreciate from them. They do not, they're not shy. They're not hiding away from their trashiness, from their absurdity. And they're, they're leaning into it. They're, they're doubling down on it. And I, there is something that I very much appreciate. And that is, dare I say, pretty fucking punk rock of them, you know, to be like, we don't give a shit and, um, and mean it. But there's the, the unfortunate side effect of not giving a shit and meaning it, which is that a lot of your songs sound like trash. And um, it's enthusiastic trash. It's unapologetic trash. And so I respect that on some level. But I don't think it makes it good music as a whole. So I'm going to give it half credit and give it a negative 2.5. That's fair. And that's my rating. I accept it. All right, Sham. (sighs) My turn. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say overall, I actually really enjoyed their music. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's kind of almost guilty pleasure level or territory where it's something where you enjoy it but you don't want to admit you enjoy it like the bad girls club exactly yeah it's something like that where it's that guilty pleasure i will say the first album i enjoyed a lot 
um, especially lyric wise. And I feel like they got safer on the second yeah. one. And then, be, but the second one had better produced beats. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that. But yeah, overall, I would say let's get fucked up. Um, that's been stuck in my head. That's the it level is, where it, it is. is. It's been stuck in my head You're this right. entire time. You're right. And it's just like to have that happen, I have to give them credit for that. Absolutely. Like, I'd say like maybe a negative two. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like the middle ground because I see both of your points as well. Oh, right. thank you, Sham. So like I'm kind of in agreement. I think I feel like we all hate it. Like we know it's bad. But we liked it. But we love it. But we actually love it. We're really grading ourselves. (laughs) It's like, what level of trash really am I? Who am I? Yeah, exactly. And I'm still pretending I'm above it. Um, Okay, but Champagne, we want to thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Well, thank you for having me. You're a fucking angel. You put yourself through, like, many layers of torture to come in and, like, sit in this stifling, sweaty (laughs) ass room and drink four locos with us and listen to this album and it was take a trip academic down notes memory lane <laughs> and, and I couldn't be happier to, to skip down that little lane with you um, tell us where we can find you and support you and where you will be out there in the world um, Halloween night I'm supposed to be hosting the after party for the Halloween spectacular oh with, with Trixie and Trixie Katya Trixie and Katya and the yes. Boulay brothers are hosting Ooh. and there's a lot of monsters to be seen uh-huh. I can't say anything right now but it's probably been announced at this point um, but yes on Halloween so then night, you can tell us specifically yeah. right but now. I know like Fina Barbatal will be there Neon yes. Calypso Coleslaw Severity Stone Complete Destruction Violencia Exclamation Point like <sighs> it's gonna be a key key um, but yeah normally I host uh, Houseboy and then I also host Serving Face which is every second Friday downstairs at Jacques Cabaret at Jacques yes. Underground hosted by myself and just JP JP friend of the pod and um, <laughs> DJ Mateka so that's a lot of fun and then um, I host every Saturday over at Legacy amazing um, but if you want to find me on social media my social medias are all Champagne 8 so S-H-A-M-P-A-Y-N-E and then the number 8 and that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo if you want to send me a tip. Pay pal this bitch. <laughs> Look at what <laughs> she had to go through to hang out with us for this. Uh, she deserves it now more than she ever. She deserves it now more than ever. Seriously. Champagne. Thank you. <laughs> God bless I you. Satan. <laughs> Satan bless you Satan bless all of you our sweet precious stoppies we're so grateful to those of you who who choose to listen to us ramble for at least an hour and a half even if you're a sun fucker even if (laughs) no stop oh god it's bad we're I think not. that dude is a stoppy now. And we can't. We are not catering our no. Okay, we're drawing several lines there, and the whole we're drawing a thick eight-inch eye line right, yeah, between us you, and that. If you actually fuck your son, or if you're a son who fucks their parents, <laughs> please we, get help. We, please get help. Just get help. Like please we, get help. We uh, we don't. I know we joke this. about it, but we don't support it. We don't support we it. Don't we support do it, support, Michael. We are sex positive. <laughs> Like, please, like, we're not prudes, but just don't fuck your son. Please don't. Please don't commit incest. Thank you. We are making stuff podcasts. We are. 
further. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast <laughs> Network. The Pantheon Podcast Network. You're listening to this on the feed right now if you're a devoted We're Pantheon so listener. Sorry. And I'm sorry. We're so sorry. I'm sorry that they brought us on, but <laughs> they did. We're so sorry. We're now part of that feed. Oh, no. Now this is... <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at makeitstoppodcast.com or at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at at Make It Stop cast. Um, uh, we are part of the Pantheon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Network. <laughs> Thank all of you for joining us on this little adventure here today. And overall, uh, we really don't support it. We, we really, really don't. don't. We really we don't. We promise we We're, won't do any more some fucking it's all over. parody songs. Let's it's go, over. We'll just I've go learned back, my lesson. We'll just go back to God's Mac jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is our bread and because butter. Because we are doing the best we ever did. <laughs> We're doing, We're the, doing best the best that we can. can. Bye. 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 The Make It Stop podcast is recorded at the Boston Free Radio podcast studio located at Somerville Media Center in Union Square at Somerville. It is produced and edited by Heather McCormick, and the music that we use for our show has been produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.